Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome back to The Ralph Report. Praise Shizmu. We're all still here. All hell, Shizmu. It is right to give him thanks and praise. Welcome to a brand new show on Thursday. It is March 26th. So very, very happy to have you with us today. I think today, and I was just telling this guy sitting here with me, it's a hell of a show today. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Because it's Thursday. That means Ralph Sex University, and we have a really fun topic that's going to take your mind off your troubles today. Oh, good. Today. We need that. We do. We need that. That's why I picked today's topic. It's going to be a blast. I guarantee. I guarantee. And we've got the <laughs> entertainment news. We've got your phone calls. We've got oh, just so much magic in store. I'm excited to share it with you. So let's get the introductions out of the way. I am your old podcast pal. Ralph Garman, and sitting here in the Batcave with me is the vice host himself, the man now who is flush with airborne. He is Mr. Eddie Pence. Hey, everybody. Yo, ho, Eddie. How did uh, Tracy take her Very, gift? very happy. She was happy? Very happy. We both have that airborne buzz going oh, right now. Oh, good. She's happy. We're all happy. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> exactly. So they tell me. I'm not, I wouldn't know anything You didn't follow that. that rule, did you? I tried. Who, what do I know? <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to the show itself, I did want to award, for the second time this week, the Ralph Report Citizen of the Week. Mm. Now, yesterday, I sort of facetiously gave it to that guy who said I look better now than I did 15 yes. years ago. Yes. Did you mean it? Did uh, you really give it to him? I, I Well, I'd like to give it to him. Anybody who thinks I'm better looking now than I was 14 years ago, I'd love to give that to someone. Um, no, it was sort of just a joke, obviously. I was being facetious. Yes. However, today's award is for real. And usually we do the Citizen of the Week in a in a pseudo-mocking way mm -hmm. to sort of uh, poke fun at people, usually from Florida, who have done something uh, so heinous that we can't help but laugh at Yeah. Them. However, today's award is genuine, and you'll see why in a moment. First, let me uh, start, uh, predicate this by saying... This comes on the heels of the announcement yesterday that AMC, the movie chain, yes. had furloughed 600 of its corporate employees, Ugh. including the CEO. Really? Wow. Now, look, furlough is better than fire. Yes. But they're still, what they're doing is they're saving money because yeah. no one is going to the movies, obviously, because they're shut down. Right. And that puts a numerical value on... The people in just that one corporation whose lives have been detrimentally, detriment, negatively, negatively affected, affected yes. by this uh, this outbreak <laughs> and what we're trying to do to flatten the curve, as they say. So, yes, yeah, 600 corporate employees. Now, that doesn't say anything about the folks who are actually ticket takers and and concession stand right. workers. The people you and, normally see when you go to a movie theater. Right. Yeah. This is just the the upper echelon, yes. including the CEO. They're trying to cut some of the fat from the corporate on the corporate yes. level, which uh, I can absolutely appreciate. And I think more CEOs should take no salary during this and maybe try to pay the uh, hourly employees. Yes. The CEOs can weather the storm Easily. more times than not. Easily. But what about the folks who are working in movie theaters? And that's what brings me to today's Citizen of the Week. Goes to Mark O'Mara. Mark O'Mara is a uh, small-time movie theater owner. He owns two theaters in Fairfax, Virginia. Oh, okay. probably familiar with. I Fairfax. grew up in Fairfax. Yeah, I've, I grew up in Fairfax County. Yeah. He owns the University Mall Theater. Yeah, been there many times. And the Cinema Arts Theater. I haven't been to that one, the University Mall. Yeah. Mark O'Mara is his name, and he has owned those two theaters for 29 years, and he has managed to keep those doors open through snowstorms and financial downturns and you name it. He's been able to keep those two operations running. And this is the first time in 29 years he's had to close his doors. Oh, man. 
And he is not so concerned for himself, but Mark says, I have a lot of kids working here that make a living on a shoestring, and I can't pay that well. He said, they can't afford to lose more than one or two shifts a week, and I don't know what to do. So this is how big this guy's heart is. He tried to figure out a way where he could keep paying his staff, even though the theater wasn't opening and no customers were coming in. And this is the idea that Mark came up with. He took inspiration from a nearby McDonald's that was offering only takeout. People would order their foods at McDonald's, and then employees would run the food out to the car. Yeah. So he started selling last Wednesday curbside concessions, (laughs) hawking large tubs of popcorn for $3 a pop. That's great. In the first 45 minutes, he sold $25 worth of popcorn, and he says he's now averaging $300 to $400 a day in concession stands of people who are just pulling into the parking lot. You call up the theater, and he'll bring you out popcorn, candy, whatever you want. That's great. That's amazing. to To the car, rather. And he's using all those proceeds to continue to pay his staff. Wow. He says he's not sure if it'll be enough for him to cover his overhead costs, but it's more important, in his opinion, to keep paying the salaries of the kids who are taking the tickets and working behind the counter yeah. at the concession stand and the ushers at his uh, two locations. Wow. He said um, he's already seen the impact that it's had on his staff. Someone got her paycheck, Mark says, and I was watching her. She took out a calculator from her purse and she said, yes. I can pay the rent. And he said, that's what it's all about for me. Wow. So this guy has found a way not to protect himself necessarily, but to show some responsibility for his employees and the kids that he cares about and does something uh, to help them through this crisis. That's a great story. That's remarkable and uh, truly worthy of praise. And that's why he is perhaps the first ever legitimate (laughs) Ralph Report (laughs) Citizen of the Week. All right, now let's turn to you guys, who are always the citizen of the week to me. The beloved Garmy would love it when you keep showing up in a big way and how much you contribute. So many ways you can reach out to us. You can write us emails. Ralph at theralphreport.com, of course, is my email address. Eddie at theralphreport.com. Steve at theralphreport.com. If you want to reach out to Mr. Ashton, who will be joining us again tomorrow, by the way. Or you can reach us on social media. We're all out there as well. Or as many of you choose to do, you can leave a voicemail message 24 hours a day, seven days a week on the Ralph Report hotline. All you need to do is dial up that magic phone number, one 833 <laughs> Hi, Ralph. Love to hear from you guys. I listen to all of them, and then I pick a handful of them. We put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. And see what's on your mind. Well, I knew it was just a matter of time, and it's killing me. But the uh, COVID-19 virus is starting to affect members of our own community, oh, members no. of the Garmy. Really? Yeah, Jeanette called in with this. And um, I look, I... As I've said before, we have to kind of walk a line. We have to balance between how much we talk about the virus and the quarantine that many of us are going through and how much we just try to do silly stuff to take our minds off it. But when I got this call from Jeanette, it was important for me to share this with you guys. Hey, Ralph. It's Jeanette from Long Beach. I've called a few times to listen daily. Um, I'm calling just to see if you can send some positive vibes or prayers to Shizmu, or whatever. I actually got tested for coronavirus yesterday. I guess it takes around four to five days um, to get the response back, which is crazy. But um, I do have an autoimmune disorder, so I have a few, actually almost all the symptoms, <laughs> other than a fever. Um, but I have the shortness of breath, and the headache, the sore throat, I have everything. Um so, yeah, it's a little bit scary, again, because of my autoimmune disorder. But just thinking down the road, worst case scenario, I do have a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So it's scary, scary time for me. I'm trying to control my brain from going down a rabbit hole. Um, but it's obviously hard. Um, but, yeah, listening to your Ralph report, you and Eddie, like it definitely helps me get distracted i'm still working from home trying to just keep busy so that i don't let my brain go places where it shouldn't go 
Um, but yeah, thank you. Um, love you, mean it. Bye. We love you too, Jeanette. Yes. And we are absolutely thinking of you. I am not a religious guy. So uh, prayers are really not something I offer up. Yeah. It's not something that I really know much about. Good thoughts. I'll I can send, send you thoughts. all the positivity yeah. I can muster. And I'm sure every one of the members of the Garmy who are listening right now is doing the same thing. And if you'd like to share uh, your email address with me or your uh, Twitter handle or however you'd like to get messages from people, I would love to put that out into the world so that we could all be there for you and send you the best. And even in the worst case scenario, do what we can to to help out in any way that we can. Yeah. And, I, and that goes for all the Garmy members. As this thing spirals out of control, um, uh, I'm sh I'm, it saddens me to say I'm sure this isn't the last time we're going to hear yeah. members of the Garmy who are dealing with this stuff, either testing anxiety or actually having contracted the virus. And again, I say it many times, the best thing about this whole enterprise is the community that we have formed as as garmi and um we're going to be there for you and we love you and we're thinking of you and we're pulling for you and please keep us posted let us know what's going on yes definitely all right um next up let's let's do a just a whiplash here from that story <laughs> to this phone call only because so many people so many i gotta say a third of the calls really? i listened to were similar to this one Hey, Ralph, I just had to pause the show as I'm listening to Eddie's rant about bananas and ice cream not going together. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So um, I think that really needs to be turned into a drunken Eddie rant yeah. and play for us if you could. So um, thanks. You're not alone. Many people <laughs> were not only baffled by Eddie's rejecting bananas <laughs> And ice cream together, but many people suggested that if we take it and we slow it down by half speed, that Eddie Pence, a man who's never had a drink before in his life, but seems to sound like the drunkest guy at the bar when you slow him down a touch and make it today's Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I can't see that close up. something a foot from your face. It's gross. Eddie's Drunk Thoughts. I'm fine. Yeah, my teeth are working. You just said, right? I like bananas. I do. I like ice cream. I do. So if you take two but, uh, things you no. like and you put them together, no. how can that equation possibly come out other than yum? I like spaghetti and Rice Krispies, but I don't mix them together. <laughs> In the, they're not in. They're in different genres of food. It's, so is the banana. Banana is not inherently go with ice cream. It's a very dessert. Just because fruit. some it bored be the, It's the dessertiest of all the fruits. Just, when you oh, think about it. I don't think you so. mentioned yourself. Banana pudding. Banana cream pie. There's many. Yeah, but you got ones. apple pie. You got <laughs> peach pie. You got all. Everything can be made into a pie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Oh, I can't believe I say pie so drunkenly. Pie. Pie. Oh. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh my God. Oh, uh, thanks to everyone else <laughs> who called in. Couldn't get to all your calls, but there you go. Wish. Fulfilled. Hi. Steve called in with an excellent point. Hey, Ralph and uh, Yoho Eddie. This is uh, Steve from Carpentersville, Illinois, calling. A long time, first time. And uh, I was listening to some old episodes, and uh, you guys were talking about uh, Julius Caesar. And uh, that got me thinking about the Ides of March. And it occurred to me that the Ides of March this year fall on a Sunday, which means we didn't get any of our... Uh, vehicle fix so uh ralph give me a favor hit me with a little bit of a vehicle do you all right lmd you got it steve you don't have to twist my arm for those who aren't familiar uh ides of march was a band in the early 1970s that was a one-hit wonder they had a song called vehicle and that's basically what started the one-hit wonder thing on this show. This is even before you joined, oh, Eddie. It was, yeah. it was March 15th, and I was talking about the Ides of March, and I played a little bit of that song. And people were like, 
oh my God, it's been forever since I heard that song. Some <laughs> folks are like, I've never heard it before, but I love it. And I said, this would be cool to feature on the show, One Hit Wonders. And so that's how the whole idea came around. But I don't think we've played it since. And that's almost, that's got to be practically two years ago. So here you go, Steve. Yeah, we did miss the Ides of March this year, but we don't have to miss out on the band, the Ides of March. Here's a little bit of Vehicle. Inside my car I got pictures, got candy I'm a lovable man And I can take you to the nearest star I'm your vehicle, baby God damn it, is that a good song? That's like a theme song to a 70s cop show. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be the theme song to Benson and Hedges someday. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for that idea, Steve. Appreciate it. Give me a chance to play that. Uh, Brian called in. Another one-third of the phone calls were much like this one, and it just warmed my heart. It did me so good, Brian, for you and everyone else who called in with similar messages. This message is for your daughter, Libby. I just wanted to wish her a happy birthday. I have a little girl that's right around the same age. In fact, you answered my question on Monday for uh, where did it come from? This is Brian, two-star from Pittsburgh. But just wanted to wish Libby a happy birthday and say next year it'll be even better. Yes, we all hope it will. Today is the 10th birthday of my daughter wow. Olivia. Double digits. Doesn't even seem like it seems like it just flows oh flies my God. by. It's you know, it's such a cliche to say if you blink it's it, it goes by, but man, it it's feels true. like I was holding her in my arms on the way home from the hospital yeah. about a week and a half ago. So absolutely happy birthday to my beloved angel Olivia, star of the show by the way. I think we're going to do a uh Livy at the movies again finally. It's been a long time, but they're going to show Troll Trolls World Tour yeah. at home. You can watch a video on demand. Right. So when that comes on in the beginning of April, we'll we'll bring her back for that. So happy birthday, Liz. Oh, fans are going nuts. <laughs> so I've broken it down so far. One-third phone calls drunk Eddie's thoughts. One-third phone calls happy birthday, Olivia. The other third is this. Hey, Ralph. You know, Eddie. It's Toby here from Staffordshire, England. Please, 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 can I hear Eddie's drunk thoughts singing the Iron Maiden song, the evil children or whatever it's called? Please. LMB. It's Children of the Damned. Children of the Damned. And here's the thing. I've had other people at other times suggest, hey, take that Eddie Oakey song, why don't you slow that down? That'd be funny, too. And I was like, you know, I don't want to double dip here. You know, I like to keep Across the two the streams. Things. Yeah, keep them separate. They're both really fun segments. You don't need to get greedy. But at Stu's suggestion, I took a listen at it slowed oh down half speed to see if Eddie would sound drunk while singing. And I can't not play it. That's, what, that's how wonderful it was for me. And I hope it's the same for you. But this may just be oh. for me personally. Here's Eddie from yesterday singing Iron Maiden's Children of the Damned oh. as if he was drunk. It's like drunk Eddie Yoki at the bar. The bar he usually sits at has just added a karaoke night. And this is how it comes out.
my god. That's the greatest thing I've ever wow. heard. Wow. Jesus, oh, what is man. wrong with me? Oh my god. It's all good, man. Oh. It's all good. Oh. Thanks everybody who called in <laughs> and left your messages. You too can be featured on this segment. But you know what you gotta do? You gotta call me. Call me. stuff it's almost too much for one show <laughs> it really is. now it's time for us to take a look in the rear view mirror as we do four times out of the week march 26th what happened on this day in history ralph's about to solve another mystery like it's today the day some dude invented listerine or maybe a tyrant king married his sister queen who knows every day seems to be an anniversary the garmy's rubbing ralph's lamp so grant our wishes please and tell us what went down this day in history All right, on March 26th in 1668, England took control of Bombay, India. They sure liked taking control of things, didn't they, well, back they, in the day? Didn't we say the other day that they owned a fifth of, a the, world. Fifth of the world at yeah. some point? Yeah. It's crazy. They, they were takers, those English. On this day in 1820, future Mormon church leader Joseph Smith had his first vision <laughs> in a wooded area in Manchester, New York. Mm -hmm. This according to Mormon scholars. Uh -huh. Joseph so, Smith had its first vision, Eddie. This was the thing that started it all. Did it? Let me tell you a story about our boy Joe Smith. <laughs> okay. He's walking in the woods there in Manchester, New York, and he went for a walk just to pray about what church to join. Uh -huh. He couldn't quite understand which one to do it. And then he said he fell into the grip of an evil power <laughs> that nearly overcame him. But at the last moment, God the Father and Jesus showed up. And they hovered above him, and they saved him from the evil. Mm. And he said, which church should I belong to, guys? And they said, N none, <laughs> because they all teach the wrong stuff, dude. <laughs> and they set him on his path to start the Church of Latter-day right. Saints. So start your own church. This was the beginning of the real deal, Neil. Make your own money. This is before he found the gold plates in right. the desert. <laughs> and the and magic all, underwear. Magic underwear and all that stuff. This was the white American Jesus, right, that yeah, came to him? Right, yes. Yes. Blonde Jesus, <laughs> Blonde as he's Jesus. known. <laughs> so this was a big day for the Mormons. Whew, man. <sighs> How come God doesn't talk to anybody anymore? It seems like he talked to a lot of people back in like the biblical times. Yeah, when they're trying to start stuff. And even as late as like the 1800s, he was talking to people. He doesn't seem to be showing mm. up much anymore. No, he just shows up in, in toast and dogs' buttholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where he shows up. Doesn't talk anymore. <laughs> just appears and he's soup. He's off his game. <laughs> it really is. He's just phoning it in at this point. <laughs> I could use a burning bush or something right about now. I could use the word. I'd like you to speak to me, yeah. not so much show up in a dog's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Joseph Smith came out of the woods today and said, hey, I was almost taken over by the devil, but Jesus and God showed up and they said I would need to start my own church. He'd throw a net over yeah, that guy. Exactly. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of Mormons, on this day in 1830, so mm -hmm. another 10 years later, the Book of Mormon was first published in Palmyra, New York. So a lot of Mormons celebrating a lot of stuff yeah, today. Well, good for them. On this day, you know, I say about the 1800s, anyway. Ripe right for invention. On this day in 1845, Joseph Francis from New York City patented the corrugated sheet iron lifeboat. Mm. Made a boat out of corrugated iron. It seems heavy. That's what I thought. And people <laughs> said, that's nuts. That'll never float and sure enough it did floated yeah huh. because it was core you know the corrugated like corrugated tin you ever seen the it's like a sh sheet of metal but it's got those ripples yeah, it, in it and that was that the air under that allowed it to float apparently that was part of it It was so thin that even though it was metal it was light enough to be buoyant huh. and it was very useful because when they used lifeboats to get off of ships in particularly rocky areas these boats could make it into shore and survive, whereas wooden boats... Because it had give to it? No, because it would break apart. It was just made of stronger stuff. So your boat would break apart as you hit rocky land? If you were in a wood boat. Oh, I thought you meant the metal boat. No, no. The oh, reason the he made the, the metal boat is because they were having problems with lifeboats. I see what you're saying. Them trying to get into shore from sinking right. ships, and they would get off the ship, and then as they got into rocky terrain near the shore, they, yeah. those, ship, those, um, those boats would often break up. Gotcha. So this one didn't. And it saved a lot of lives. Oh, that's a good thing. Also on this day in 1845, the patent was awarded 
to what was called the adhesive medicated plaster, which, of course, was the precursor of the modern Band-Aid mm. that we use today. Yeah. Named because it was first used by musicians. Really? No. Making oh. that up. I have no idea why they called the Band-Aid. Got me. Aid. I got you. 1859 <laughs> it was the first sighting of Vulcan, a planet thought to orbit inside Mercury. <laughs> Turns out that doesn't exist. Wait, they thought a planet was inside the planet of Mercury? No, they thought it was inside the orbit. Oh, inside around, the orbit of Mercury. Inside the orbit like, around the sun. Because Mercury's not one of those gaseous planets. That was, maybe it was a gash, gas planet. <laughs> a gash planet. Gash, gash. I read it that once. Gash planet. It's a good Gonzo film. <laughs> I, was, I was watching that here. <laughs> Quarantine, flipping around the pay channels. Gash planet. Just for $12.99, I was able to watch Gash planet. <laughs> <laughs> no, they thought Vulcan was inside the orbit of Mercury that was going around the sun. Gotcha. They thought there was another planet. Like a moon. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't exist, by the way, so I don't even know why we're talking about <laughs> Well, <laughs> Although Spock apparently comes from Well, there. we just named a porn we need to make. That's right. Uh, in 1885, the Eastman Film Company manufactured the first commercial motion picture film. Hmm. Later went on to become Kodak, of course. In 1886, the very first cremation happened in England. By I accident? Believe- <laughs> <laughs> Oops. The victim, oddly enough, was caught in a fire. That was strange. <laughs> and I can't believe no one thought to to incinerate a body before 1886. Really? Were there ancient burials where they burned bodies? Well, this is in England. So I guess maybe, England, they maybe were, in England. They were holding off. Uh, in 1926, the very first lip-reading tournament was held in America. Oh, They had a lot of time on their hands <laughs> in the 20s in America, apparently. <laughs> All right, see if you can see what I'm saying. Let's make this a sport. Let's have a tournament. Let's have a tournament. In 1937, spinach growers of Crystal City, Texas, erected a statue to this fictional character. For bonus points, Eddie Pence, any guess as oh. to which fictional character the statue in 1937 in Crystal City, Texas was? Popeye? That's right. Popeye the Sailor Man. They were thrilled because while a lot of communities across the United States had gone under during the Great Depression, not Crystal City... Because they were the spinach capital of the world, canning 10,000 cans a day at mm, some points. Geez. And that was all due to the wildly popular Popeye the Sailor Man who was making kids eat spinach. Wow. So moms were buying cans of spinach to feed their kids. Yeah. It's good stuff. Good for that. Good for that, indeed. <laughs> In 1945, <laughs> the Allied troops led by the U.S. Marine Corps secured the island of Iwo Jima from the Imperial Japanese Army, and they were able to lift the American flag up on those rocks. And now you, you, you know that famous image. Yeah. Do you ever see that Clint Eastwood film where they did the they did it about the Japanese side yes. taking the island and then the American side taking yeah. it? It was two different films. They bookended it. Yeah, yeah it was, was that was really interesting. Really fascinating. Yeah. In 1953, on this day, Dr. Jonas Salk announced the vaccine to prevent what disease? Eddie Pence for bonus points. The, uh, polio. That's correct. The polio vaccine was announced on this day by Dr. Jonas Salk. By the way, Jonas Salk never patented it. Really? Yes. Uh, journalist Edward R. Murrow asked him who owned the patent to the polio vaccine, and he said, well, the people, I would say. There is no patent. Could you patent the sun? He just gave it away for free, by the way. We so need more people like that No in the profit world. was made on the polio wow. vaccine. We need more people like that. Yeah, indeed. In 1955, the U.S. had a brand new number one song, and it was shit. <laughs> it really was. It was uh, the power of television made this song number one. Based on the Disneyland show that was on ABC at the time, this was one of the rotating shows featured inside uh, the Disneyland show on ABC. The story of Davy Crockett. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee, the greenest state in the land of the free. Raised in the woods so he knew every tree and killed him a bar when he was only three. Davy, Davy Crockett, the king of the wild frontier. Killed him a bar. Killed him a bar. Mm. This song is ridiculous. That was the number one version sung by a guy called Bill Hayes. Yeah. Then Fess Parker, the star of the series, recorded a version. That reached number six in the top ten. Then Ernie Ford, Tennessee Ernie Ford, recorded a version. That peaked at number four in the, the top ten. What the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Enough with is this Is there just song. nothing to play? And then a fourth version oh, come by on. bluegrass singer Mac Wiseman reached number ten. Seriously? So that song in the same year was on the top That was all the same year? 1955. <sighs> Four different versions hit the top ten in 1955. How do we get out of 1955? I have no idea. 
but I would have taken somebody out. Oh. That was me. If That's I heard what, that goddamn song on the radio one more time. Back to the Future should have been about that. That's right. Going back and stopping that from happening. Would you stop with the Davy Crockett song? <laughs> Marty, we have to go back and stop them from recording four different versions of Davy Crockett. <laughs> All right, Doc. Uh, on this day in 1971, uh, the biggest TV show in the UK reached a peak 21 million viewers. Hmm. Biggest show in the UK at that time on this date in 1971. It was a little something called the Benny Hill Show. Oh, oh how I love the Benny Hill Show. I love show. Benny Hill. <laughs> That show, the Benny Hill show, had been on television in various forms from 1955 through May of 1989. Wow. In over 140 countries. I watched it all the time. I love it. You catch it. boobs on there sometimes. That was so exciting, yeah. right? It was slapstick comedy. It was dumb comedy. <laughs> yes. And boobs. And boobs. It was everything. And you get on regular TV. I'm like, what is happening? Oh, it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> In 1976, speaking of things British, Paul McCartney and his band Wings released an album called Wings at the Speed of Sound, or the album I call The Day Paul Stopped Trying, <laughs> because one of the hit songs <laughs> off of this album is still, in my opinion, one of the worst songs not only Paul McCartney's ever written, but maybe ever written, period. Someone knocking at the door, somebody ringing the bell. Someone's knocking at the door Somebody's ringing the bell Do me a favor Open the door I let him in It's not a song. Ooh, yeah. not a song. Paul McCartney must have thought, Oh, I'm a Beatle. <laughs> I can just go around saying things that I say at the house and put music to it. It's the events of a pizza delivery. He's asking Linda to answer the door. <laughs> <laughs> and then that's a song. It's not. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to go mow the lawn. Lawn's getting a little bit long. It's not a thing. Just <laughs> announcing what you're Things doing. Things that are happening isn't a song. No. Work harder. Damn it. <laughs> I hate that song. Uh, in 1977, speaking of music, we were all rescued from Paul McCartney's <laughs> version of music. Elvis Costello hit the scene with his very first released record. A little song called Less Than Zero. I still love it today. Turn up the TV. Oh, it's a great album, that yeah. first album. Uh, in 1997, 39 bodies were found near San Diego as a product of the Heaven's Gate cult suicide. Oh, I remember, remember that, that story? yeah, yeah, yeah. The Hale-Bopp yeah. cult. There was, a, there was a UFO behind Haley's Comet, right? Uh, no, the Hale-Bopp Oh, the Hale-Bopp Comet. Comet. Right. Hale-Bopp Comet. There was a UFO hiding behind it, right. and in order to commune with the aliens, in order to get onto the spacecraft, uh, Doe, the leader of the cult, said, well, we all have to kill ourselves, and then yes. we'll rise up, and we will join with the extraterrestrials on their vehicle. And they were all castrated, too, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And they were all wearing brand new Nikes. Right, brand new Nikes and black sweatpants. They were like good that. to go. Yeah. They had the uniform. I remember those images of them all in bunk beds with blankets over them. Yeah, it was terrifying to me. Um, so, really, Doe of the Hellbop cult is really the Joseph Smith of <laughs> his really time, really. <laughs> Just a little bit more extreme, perhaps. <laughs> In 1999, the Melissa worm infected Microsoft word processing. Remember the Melissa virus? No. Oh, everybody was panic-stricken. It was it was affecting email systems around the world, and people were afraid to open up an email because you would release the Melissa virus into your that. computer. Yeah, hmm. I just remember because I was dating a girl named Melissa oh. at the time, and I believe I got a virus from her too. Quite frankly, well, you put your worm in. Now that's the, the problem. Now that I think back. <laughs> <laughs> also on this day, a jury in Michigan found Dr. Jack Kravorkian guilty of second-degree murder. For administering a lethal injection to a terminally ill patient. That's insane, by the way. Yeah. I'm all about euthanasia. Yeah. You should totally have a right to die. You should have a choice about how you get to go out if you're terminally ill. That's yes. the only, you know, obviously you're not 
No, that's not, that's not suicide. people an option. That's not suicide. It's just, I don't want to suffer, right? Right. I mean, isn't that the whole point of medicine There's is to n- reduce suffering? <laughs> right. So this should be part of so it. So you just lay in bed full of drugs that don't that take you out of pain, but you're going to die. Right. So what's so the I point of that? I can't communicate with my family or my friends because I'm so doped up <sighs> and I yeah. no longer have my, my, my wits about me, but I can just wither away. Or I can just go out three weeks earlier yes. on my own terms and say goodbye to everybody. When you're terminally ill, you should absolutely have a right to die. Insane. All right. On this day, March 26th in 2005, Doctor Who returned to BBC television after 16 years absence. The debut of Christopher Eccleston as the ninth Doctor and Billy Piper as Rose. Man, did I have a crush on her. Here's a little theme song. <laughs> tune all right at this point in this day in history you know what happens i run a food past eddie pence after the banana split (laughs) debacle of yesterday i'm a little (laughs) hesitant but we'll do it anyway uh i run a food past him then we pull the handle of the patented eddie pence jackpot slot machine that is how we ascertain as to whether it's something he would eat or not and of course whether he would stick it up his ass or pull it out and today is no different if he gets three of those items on the reels when the jackpot, when the uh, slot machine stops, that means in, he would indeed eat it. There's a big payout. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> just excited. Can't wait. However, if they're mismatched, there's just uh, <laughs> deafening silence and disappointment like yesterday. Okay. All right. Here we go. In 2011, uh-huh. we've been doing a lot of big food stories lately. Yeah. Here's another one. In 2011, in South Portland, Maine, okay. the folks there at Wicked Whoopies. That's right, you heard me. Wicked Whoopies <laughs> and the radio station WMGX teamed up to create the world's largest whoopie pie. The world's largest whoopie pie. Before we get into whoopie pies, Eddie Pence, any guesses as to how many pounds Whoa, okay. the world's largest whoopie pie was for bonus points? I'm really good at this. Yeah, I know oh. you are. <laughs> how big was this whoopie pie? 2,000 pounds. Mm. Uh, 1,067 pounds. I'm not five. You know, 1,000 pounds. 1,000 th- I thought for sure off. they would have gone for the You ton. were off by 100%. That's how much you were off. <laughs> That's not much. It was 100% wrong. That's right. Uh, whoopie <laughs> pies. Are you familiar with the whoopie pie? Yes. The whoopie pie is a snack that you find mostly in New England. Mm-hmm. And the whoopie pie is... It's like a moon pie, right? No, see? It's not a moon pie? Very different. Oh, and what's there the has been a battle between the moon pie people okay. and the whoopie pie people for generations. Okay. You've got diehard moon pie fans and yes. diehard whoopie pie fans. And they, if you ever get them in a room together, oh, blood just, will be shed. Hide all the knives. I'm not kidding. They will throw down. <laughs> A whoopie pie is two thin pieces of chocolate cake. Okay. Then there is a whole lot of marshmallow fluff stuffed mm-hmm. in the middle between those two. Okay. All right. You find these in Maine, Massachusetts. Those are they're famous for their whoopie pies, also known as the black and white. All right. Now, the moon pie, mm-hmm. very different. Moon pie is found in the south, in the southern United okay, States. Okay. I'm more familiar with the moon pie. I yes. was too because... We used to get them in Philly when they were called in the Philadelphia, New Jersey, New York area. They were known as scooter pies. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Named after Phil Rizzuto. Yes. Out of New York. It's true. Yeah, the money store guy. That's right. Yes. Scooter. <laughs> and so with the scooter was was the moon pie, basically. Okay. And then there were the whoopie pies up north. Yes. Now, the moon pie is two graham cracker cookies <clears throat> with marshmallow fluff packed between them and then the whole item it's is coated dipped in chocolate, in chocolate. Right. right 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 that's the moon pie and that's the moon pie now the whoopie pie purists say that is garbage food <laughs> that it shouldn't be ruined like that the moon simplicity good, of dude. the whoopie pie makes it special moon pie is shit mm, moon pie is pretty good so warming up in the microwave it's really we're good. talking about the whoopie pie okay here. two thin uh basically like uh, muffin tops yes. it looks like of chocolate cake uh packed with uh, a marshmallow cream in between the two of those. That's what we're focusing on here. So don't get confused, people. All right. I don't want to start any feuds here. The whoopie pie. Is that something Eddie Pence would eat or not? Only one way for us to find out. Here you go. One whoopie, two whoopies. Three whoopies, Eddie Pence is in a whoopie pie. Eddie Pence is in a whoopie pie. 
Wow. Look at you. I'm partial to the moon pie because I grew up on it, but I do like the whoopie pie. I the like whoopie pie, pie can I didn't kiss know it was my called ass. A, I didn't know it was called a whoopie pie. Really? The pie can blow me. Why? Because the moon pie is where it's at. I I, I, I enjoy the moon pie more because I grew up on it, but I've had a whoopie pie. I didn't know it was called nah, a whoopie pie, nah. but I have had it, and it's pretty good. Nah. What's well, not? It's no. just chocolate cake and marshmallow. Nope. Boo! No, because it falls apart and it's crumbly. Well, it's not a it's not a neat eat. Uh, boo! Not, no, the moon pie is better, especially what warmed moon up. Pie, aka scooter pie, it's a is pie. the shiznit. You put it in the microwave, so good. Oh, moon warm pie. it up, moon pie. And don't even call or write in saying, "Oh, why don't you do a munchin' Monday where you compare between the uh, moon, moon pie and, and whoopie pie. pie?" I'm telling you now. <laughs> I know the answer. I don't need that. <laughs> whoopie pie. Moon pie's better, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's fighting words. Don't get me started. <laughs> and that's it for this day in history. I pity the fool who ain't been schooled by Ralph recently. He's dropping college level knowledge with such accuracy. It got my head spinning faster than a drunk Eddie. And I'm rocking the back and track with a rap like a bad celebrity. I hope Cooperman loves my beats, cause that rhymes with LMB. And that's a rap for the Ralph Report today in history. <laughs> Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. All right, now it's time to take a look at the entertainment news in a segment I call The Showbiz Beat. Well, America almost lost its collective shit yesterday. Why? I don't know if you saw this or not, Eddie Pence. But Netflix was offline for about an hour. I didn't know that. Oh, man. Ooh. Not in these times. Can you imagine what would have happened if Netflix no, went down? Not in these times. They were down for about an hour in the Northeast, Southern California, Pacific Northwest, and Texas. A lot of people in those areas reported problems logging on. 41% saying they were receiving a no connection error. They couldn't Ooh. get into Netflix. Did they say why? Did um, Netflix say why? They said it was just a problem at their hub there, whatever their dealio is, wherever hmm. they send their magic from. They're at the Magic Castle where they all work. <laughs> and they uh, got into it and they started working on it. And about an hour later, they were able to restore Phew. service. But people were getting legitimately panicked. That could have like, been a national disaster. How can I stay inside without the Tiger right. King? Without Tiger King, <laughs> I cannot live. That's all the rage these days. Are you watching Tiger I King? I haven't seen it yet. I keep... Get out of my house. I, 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 Take after your whoopie pie loving ass out of my <laughs> goddamn house. After the show, I'll leave. I won't oh, hang out like I always do. It is the greatest I've heard, thing I've ever seen. I heard it's like a, a car crash you can't stop watching. It's beyond that. Yeah. It's it's the greatest thing I've ever <laughs> seen. It's the best television I've ever watched. It, uh, I will. I've been. I have to watch it. Everyone keeps telling me to watch it. If I need you're to not watch it. familiar with what Tiger King is, it's a brand new documentary limited series on Netflix, and it is about the magical world. Of people who deal in exotic animals. Yes. Largely this one guy, Joe Exotic. <laughs> real name. No, I'm kidding. That's not his real name. But that's what he goes by. Who is calls, who's the self-appointed Tiger King. And he's got a personal zoo in Oklahoma. Jesus. And then you meet the other characters in his life. Like uh, Doc Earl or whatever his name is who does the same thing but in a different part of the country but he runs a cult and he's got all these young girls who tend the zoo for him that he also has sex with oh them my all. god and he's a, also a yogi master That's and was raised raised by a yogi among elephants and stuff and you think okay this is the nuttiest person I've ever seen then they introduce the animal rights activist who is going after them whose best friend when she was a child were two invisible cats. Oh, fuck. It, it, you, you think you're watching something that has to be scripted because there's no way it's, that it could be otherwise. Wow. Joe Exotic is a mullet-wearing, <laughs> gun-toting, gay redneck <laughs> with several husbands <laughs> on the zoo. It's, 
your mind. It's too much. It's when your mind has exploded, the pieces of your mind that have exploded then explode, <laughs> and it's exponential. It's. I burned through about half of it this week, and I'm just. I'm. I want this to be over so badly so I can go back to watching it. I'm gonna have to start watching it. I'm tonight. telling you, if boys and girls, if you've got the Netflix, do yourselves a favor in these dark times and disappear inside Tiger King for uh, I don't know ten episodes or whatever it is. Does it make you feel worse about humanity? Um, no, a specific subset of humanity, yes. absolutely. But it's also a fascinating look into a world that you never knew existed. But everyone who seems to be dealing in exotic and rare animals seems to be a deeply flawed human being. Yeah. And there are no good people in this. Don't get me wrong. There's nobody to root <laughs> There's for. There's no hero. This is just an expose <laughs> of shit-tastic humanity. And I love it so much. Joe runs for president. Oh, he does? Yes. He runs for the governorship of Oklahoma as well. Oh. He's got his uh, campaign manager is the guy that used to sell him ammunition at the Walmart. Of course. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy he taps to be his campaign manager. Well, that's his manager. best bud. Probably. It's like Christopher Guest <laughs> dropped a ton of acid and then came up with these characters and did one of his famous uh, mockumentaries. Only wow. it's real. Oh, that's scary. It's so wonderful. All right. I'm done talking about that. <laughs> this is sad. Bob and Doug McKenzie. We talked about them recently. Yeah. Stars of uh, SCTV, of course, the Great White North segment. They just got their statue in Edmonton. And uh, no one showed up what? for the unveiling because they're all sequestered. They're all oh, quarantined. Why didn't they just postpone it? I don't know. They put it at the corner of 103 Street and 103 Avenue Tuesday night under a gentle snow, it says. And they were just unveiled it, and there they were, Bob and Doug McKenzie, a painted um, brass statue of the two of them sitting on the couch in their famous <laughs> positions, and no one was there. Yeah, maybe it's appropriate for them. I suppose. And they're sitting much closer than they should, and everybody was saying, well, it's just like those guys to violate the, uh, the, <laughs> the six-feet six order. <laughs> Speaking of coronavirus and celebrities, Elton John. Fuck off. He's in the news. <laughs> He's going to be hosting this big uh, special that iHeartRadio is doing on Fox Television. Yeah. It is an online benefit concert to support all the healthcare workers and first responders who are on the front line of this pandemic. It's a big concert event. Usually this would be done in front of a cheering crowd. Yeah. But because of the world we live in, it's just going to be the performers broadcast on Fox TV. Elton will be hosting. Alicia Keys, Billie Eilish, Tim McGraw, Billy Joe Armstrong, Backstreet Boys, and Mariah Carey have all signed on. It airs March 29th, so you can watch the iHeartRadio Stuck in the Living Room concert or whatever it's called. But if you're interested, and I would be, I'd like to see uh, be interesting. John. Yeah. Nothing else. More celebrities doing right, just entertaining while we're all struggling and, and some of us very scared. And Jodie Whittaker, who plays Doctor Who, released this amazing video yesterday because that show is watched by a lot of kids in the UK yeah, especially, yeah. you know? And she was just charming as she always is. I just love her. Here's a little bit of the video she released as the doctor uh, talking to anybody who's scared there in the UK about the outbreak of the COVID-19. <laughs> Oh, hi. This is an emergency transmission. If you're seeing this, the TARDIS must have detected an upsurge in psychological signals from somewhere in space and time. Basically, I think somebody somewhere might be a little bit worried. I'm actually just self-isolating, or as I like to call it, hiding from an army of Sontarans. But keep that to yourself. Now, here's what I do in any worrying situation. One, remember, you will get through this and things will be all right. Even if they look uncertain, even if you're worried, darkness never prevails. She's the best. Wow, that's She's so cool. Damn charming. So Doctor Who told us it's all going to be. Yeah, okay. It's going to be fine. Everybody. And Doctor Who can go back and forth through time. Yeah. So she must have seen. She knows how it works out. She knows. So it's all good. Some sad news. We lost a couple talented people this week as well. Uh, William Dufris who was the voice actor, who was the voice of Bob the Builder for generations mm. of young people. He passed away at the age of 62. And then Stuart Gordon, classic horror movie director, Stuart Gordon passed away at the age of 72. He directed Reanimator. Yeah. Did you see Reanimator? Yeah. It's a great damn film. Um, also, by the way, co-creator of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Was he? He came up with that idea. Huh. At least Co came up with that yeah. idea. And, um, of course, that takes us back to Rick Moranis again. So yeah. There you go. He just recently did a version of Reanimator the Musical. 
Oh, really? Here in Los Angeles, and everyone <laughs> said it was awesome. It was just terrific. So, a talented guy passed away at 72 yesterday. James Gunn is in the news. You know, we're all down to our reserve toilet paper. Yes. He made news yesterday by announcing that he's down to his as well. The last thing that his family can use to wipe their ass is some gag toilet paper that he got a couple Christmases ago with Michael Rooker's face on it. <laughs> Michael was coming to the house for a Christmas party, and he thought it would be funny to get a case of Michael Rooker face toilet paper and put it in all the bathrooms of his house so when Michael went to the bathroom, he would see what they were using to wipe their asses with. And he said he thought, you know, he put it away thinking he would never use that again. Well, well. They're down to wiping their asses with Michael Rooker's Extraordinary face. times. Indeed. All right, let's take a look at today's celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on March 26th, as well as my little girl, Olivia. Singer Diana Ross is 76 years old today. I said, upside down, you're turning me. You're giving love instinctively. Round and round, you're turning me. Actor Alan Arkin is 86. Oh, shell. Serpentine. Uh, 86 years old today. <laughs> James Kahn is 80 years old. Singer-actress Vicki Lawrence is 71. Martin Short. Martin goddamn Short. I adore that it's man. Amazing. There's nothing that he can do, can't do to make... Nothing that he can do. Nothing he does. Everything he does uh -huh. makes me laugh. Yes, That's where I'm go. going. There. 70 years old. His, run, ever... his run on Arrested Development was funny. His run on everything is funny. <laughs> Could I love him more? I don't think so, Ed, I must say. Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley, come on. <laughs> and, 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 and what about Jiminy Glick? Oh. Come on, his characters. I love him. He was even good Jackie in Santa Rogers Claus Jr. 3. He's great in everything. <laughs> did you ever see, on, speaking of Netflix, did you ever see the special with him and Steve Martin? i never seen that. I need to see that. I you love have the, Netflix, right? Let me just double I do, check. I just never watch anything. You have it, and I yet all never, the good things that are available there I never watch go it. past you. I well, never watch turn it. it on. I never watch TV. Well, try. I need to watch. I have a big TV now. I need to watch more. Uh, actress Jennifer Grey is 60 years old today. Guitarist James Ehoff, Smashing Pumpkins, is 52 years old. I'm not a fan. Fuck the pumpkins. <laughs> Fuck them. Michael Imperioli from Sopranos and mm. Life on Mars, 54. Leslie Mann. She's in Knocked Up and This is 40. I wonder how she got those roles. I don't know. She's 48. I think she knew somebody. Ah, nah. Just talent. Amy Smart <laughs> from Road Trip and Felicity is 44. Kieran Knightley is 35 years old. And singer Steven Tyler of Aerosmith is 72 years old. Jesus. Steven Tyler's 72. And he's, he's like dating like a 30 year old, right? Of course he of is. Of course he is. He's yes. Steven Tyler. That's true. That's a good one. That's one of my favorites. Mm. Uh, that's it. That's it for Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the show biz beat. And, you know, on Thursdays, one of my favorite days of the week, because we get a chance to fling open the doors of that esteemed Institute of Learning, Ralph Sex University. Today's no different. Of course, classes have been canceled because of the uh, self-quarantining, but we're yes. still doing online yes, courses. Of course. So now it's time for Sex U. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate of sex. All righty, today's topic came from Monica. Thank you so much, Monica, for sending me this article. This comes from a London-based cleaning services company. Hmm. Okay? Okay. And they say with everyone under lockdown in the UK now as well, yeah. they asked folks to take a poll to ask what random utensils, appliance, and cleaning supplies they've been using to sex up their lives around the house. <laughs> really? So these are things you find around the house that people have been using as sex toys because, think about it, the sex boutiques are not essential businesses and they've all been closed. Right. But so if you want to get your kink on and you don't have any sex toys, it's not like you can run down to uh, the, the lust boutique. No, but you should have thought ahead. Well, look, a lot of people got caught unaware. They didn't think they were going to be 
quarantine in their homes for days, weeks on end. They need some sex toys. What are they going to use? Well, the folks at the EOT Cleaning Services Company surveyed 2,000 people in London and said, hey, what are you using around the house for a sex toy? Here were their answers. 89% of the respondents said Mm -hmm. they were using their spatulas, their hamburger flippers, for kinky purposes. Okay, like spanking? Mostly for spanking. Yes. Yes. So uh, spatula is very popular. 85% said they were using plastic gloves. Those, uh, those rubber gloves for the kinky play. What do you need to, I guess, maybe to smack each other? No, I guess? you put on the glove, dude. But wait, why would you? you yeah. Why do you need a glove to do the safety to first? Finger somebody. Safety first. Say, wait. Don't say finger. It's too close to finger banging. <laughs> Finger blast. What do you need maybe, a glove on the finger blast? Maybe somebody? you don't want to have to wash up so much afterwards, <laughs> depending on where you're going with I, your yeah, fingers. Yeah, that's true. I guess so. I know so. Uh, feather dusters were next with 81% of the respondents that's saying bad. they were using yeah, those. Broomsticks, 55%. Vacuum Broomsticks? <laughs> you heard me. The fuck? Broomsticks. Where are you putting that? Right up your bed knob. Uh, your bed knobs and broomsticks mm, right no, there. No, you're going to get splinter. Well, you put put a condom on it. Put a rubber glove a rubber on glove it. I guess the it. rubber glove. Okay, now it makes sense. Vacuum cleaners, 41%. Vacuum cleaner. Oh, are you fucking the vacuum cleaner? Yeah, that's what guys do. Really? Some guys do. What guys? Some guys. You fucked a vacuum cleaner? A lot of people. A lot of people tell me they're fucking vacuum cleaners. A lot of people are doing it. Tremendous, mm. tremendous suction. Uh, no, I've never put my penis in a vacuum cleaner personally. Well, whatever, roll up in there. Some of them, by the way, have uh, blades at the top. That's to, what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't want that. I don't want that. No, and 39% uh, glass top tables were being used during Oh, people are play. shitting on stuff. Stop. That's what's happening. That's not what they're, they're saying. They're pulling the Stallone and laying they're, underneath it. They're looking at the shit view, on. but no. no one said anything about <laughs> That's what feces. Doing. That's why else would you need the glass don't table? Don't be that guy. There's a guy taking hot I, carls on the... <laughs> On the glass table, and there's and the lady's laying under it watching it. Stop it. Or vice versa, whoever likes it. So this opened up a whole new sex section. And we've done this before of uh, strange things. I believe the topic was strange things you've masturbated with before. And that was a long time ago. Yeah, but a Barbie gonna, doll, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're going to revisit this topic, but this time it's sex toys. It's what are couples using from around the house to spice up their sex lives. Maybe you'll get an idea or two if you're sequestered with the person that you love or we're just having sex with, yes. depending. Sometimes they go hand in hand, sometimes yeah. they don't. This is stuff you can use around the house or not, depending on how it came out, uh, <laughs> that you can use while you are self-quarantined. During lockdown, uh-huh. these are do-it-yourself sex toys. Okay. All right, here you go. These are actual stories from actual people okay. who actually use these These things. all from you, your diary? They're not from me, but they're these are really good. Uh, one, mm-hmm. my girlfriend... Wanted to explore pegging me one night. Okay. But the only thing we had remotely dildo-like was my old recorder. No. No. Nope. (laughs) My girlfriend used a recorder up my ass. No. There's too many holes. A lot of holes. A lot of cleaning involved. No, thank you. You'll never play that recorder No, you will not. I'll tell you that much. Here's one that's equally disturbing. <laughs> My wife and I were watching a porn movie that featured sounding. Are you familiar with what sounding is? No, what is sounding? Sounding is uh, a fetish that some people find sexually pleasurable where uh, you can do it by yourself or with a partner where they take thin metal rods, I'm lubricated, out. Out. and they slide them no! into the urethra no! of a man's penis. No! That is, Why is that sounding? They are called medical sounds. The device is called a sound. And no, it, it is used for, no. for medical procedures, usually to stretch the urethra if it happens to be too tight in that area. But some people get a sexual, pleasurable sensation Ooh. out of that. And so God they, they use that. No. And sometimes to no. increasing size. No. To- Why do you want a big urethra? What is the point of a big urethra? Unless you're passing kidney stones you know they say, daily. What's the point? Big hands, big, big feet, big urethra. <laughs> want it just to come on out with it? You don't even know you're peeing yourself? My wife and I were watching a porn movie featuring sounding. Oh, what? That's not a porn movie. I wanted to try, but the only thing we had on hand slim enough were Q-tips. Oh, come on. So we used one with some lube that we had on hand. Mm. However, the cotton tip was so abrasive. No, 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 no. It it hurt when I peed for days. You deserve all of that, sir. So Q-tips, I'm saying maybe not the way to go. 
Uh, Why would you do that? Here's another one. My girlfriend and oh. I were looking at her 10-inch culinary chef's knife, and the handle looked great for oh, insertion. Dude, dude. So he, they were using the handle. Uh, things did not turn out mm. well, however, because, of, as you can imagine, his hand slipped and it hit the blade and he cut his hand severely He's on the lucky blade. that's all that got cut. Yes. Well, he was using the handle part. You don't know not how deep it's going to go. Part. I do. Uh, go way deep. Once my boyfriend thought putting ketchup on his dick for me to lick off would be really hot. Ew. Turns out it was just fucking rank. Yes. And I would not recommend it to anyone. No, it's all like vinegary. Writes 21-year-old Chloe. Come on, Chloe. She had, he also fucked me with the bottle afterwards. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Chloe. How bored are these folks? Oh, dude. Come on. Just. Oh, my, my God. boyfriend really has a thing for stiletto heels. He loves me to wear them during sex and then insert the heel into his ass. <laughs> the higher and sharper, the better. I still wear them on nights out. It's pretty funny, writes. That's not funny. This 23-year-old Wait, so th they have sex, and then he's done, and then he's like, hey, before we hit the lights, shove that up my ass. I think it's not before he's done. I think she wears it initially for the turn-on factor, right. and then at some point during the sex, she shove takes the handle up. of the stiletto and works it up Man, his rectum. You don't know where that heel's been. You don't know where his rectum's been That's either. That's true, too, apparently. Uh, Chris, 21, writes, when I was younger and still a virgin, I got two mattresses together and filled a sandwich bag with mayonnaise and birdseed. <laughs> birdseed? Why do you need the birdseed? <laughs> Why do you need it grainy in there? I fucked it between the two mattresses. Oh, why the birdseed? I'll tell you. He says, he adds to his story, the birdseed was for texture, he says. Who, who wants, if if you ever are inserting somewhere and it feels like birdseed, pull <laughs> get, it out immediately. Get out. get out of there. This young lady, Jess, who's 24 years old, said, I used an open Cadbury fudge chocolate bar to use on myself once. Huh? It was obviously shit because fudge bars have no girth. And all it left me with was a slightly chocolatey vagina as the top layer of chocolate had melted off uh, going in and out. Oh, she said. my God. That's what? bad for it, too, by the way. Sugar can really upset your pH balance down there. So don't put sugar yeah, in your vagina. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, it's a bad idea. Sam, 20 years old, said, uh, on holiday, I used a flip-flop to spank my girlfriend with at the time. Ew. She enjoyed it and left a big red mark and was very loud. Ugh. I bet a flip-flop would be great for that. Flip-flops are the filthiest thing on the planet. But think of the smacking sound that would make. I can make a good sm Use your and hand. The, uh, and the wound it would leave. Use your hand. You don't know. Flip-flops are gross. Uh, this gentleman yeah. says, uh, I saw these new ribbed silicone placemats that my mother had purchased. Oh. One night I took the mat and rolled it up. To make a kind of pipe structure out of it. Okay. The experience was mind-blowing. Wait. Where'd he put it? He wrapped it up like a pipe, and then he used it on oh, his Oh, he penis. fucked it. I thought yes. he stuffed it with his ass. No. Okay. Uh, I have even used it at different temperatures, like chilling it or warming it up a bit during the winter nights. So he made like a fleshlight. Putting some lube inside works wonders, too. It's yeah. A... Yeah, but he's using his mom's placemats <laughs> from the dining table to do it. That's the thing that disturbs me. I'm not, I don't want to be invited for Thanksgiving dinner over to his house because I don't know. It's like Russian roulette. You don't know which chair has his lover laying down in front of it holding your turkey. What's that smell? Uh, rolled up magazine. This guy did the same thing with a rolled up magazine. No, paper cuts, dude. That's what he says. Don't do it. He got a really bad paper cut yeah, on his oof. penis. And by a long ways, too, I bet. That's oof. a bad idea. Uh, sausages, says this one girl. Valerie says... Uh, I took three sausages and tied them up in a condom. Holy shit. Three sausages. Fuck, dude. What's going on with Valerie? <laughs> oh, my God. It's the most comfortable dildo I can think of. I wish sausages could vibrate, too, she says. <laughs> three sausages. Three sausages. Man, you get a yodel down Fuck. there. It's a mecco. <laughs> You're talking to Valerie. She's going to lose them up there. <laughs> you ever hear that joke? The guy's going down on his uh, on his brand new girlfriend. He goes, "That's the biggest pussy I've ever seen. That's the biggest <laughs> pussy I've ever seen." And she said, "You don't have to say it twice." He goes, "I didn't. I didn't. I didn't." <laughs> All right. And lastly, this is your favorite, Eddie. I oh, saved the best for last because I knew you were going to enjoy this. Better Here, than sounding. This comes from Amelia, twenty three years old. I was at my friend's house and started mm -hmm. getting with this guy I had loved for ages. Everyone went to bed, so we ended up having sex on the sofa. Halfway through the sex, we decided we were hungry, so we went to the fridge for a snack. The only thing to eat in there was chili, 
So no, no, I thought, no, 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 no. So I thought it would be fun if he ate the chili out of my vagina. <laughs> so he did. He ate half of it. <laughs> oh. And it was really spicy, so he stopped. Then we started having sex again. Oh, no, dude. But there must have been a lot of spice left in my vagina as his dick started hurting so much he had to leave and oh, go home. Oh, my God. When he got home, he put his dick in a glass of milk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's Amelia, 23 years old. So I guess we would say don't. Don't. Just involve, have sex. Don't involve chili. Especially, this is their first time having sex, wow. by the way. You're already doing that the first time. I'm so bored. Pack chili <laughs> into my vagina and eat it out of me like I'm a bowl. Dude. <laughs> if you're doing that the first time you're having sex, you guys are in, you're going to kill each other. And at some where point. are all these freaks, by the way? I would. I want numbers. I want. I want to contact some of these people. They're my people. <laughs> all right, that's it for today's Sex University. <laughs> Oh dear God! Oof. So there you go. If you're trapped at home, you got you got nothing to do. You're like Eddie. You have Netflix, but you're not watching it. <laughs> Use some of those ideas to spice up your sex yeah. life with your significant. No other. sounding though. All right, come on back tomorrow if I survive. I don't know. Today's show might have done me in. <laughs> We're doing another one tomorrow. No, for sure we will. And don't forget, Sunday, 1 o'clock in the afternoon Pacific time, we're doing yet another live stream event. I'm going to send out that blast so you can all click in and uh, hit the link and, and join us on Sunday. We're going to get as many people around the world, especially our friends down there in Australia. We're moving the date, uh, time rather for them. So we're going to hang out on Sunday. We had a great time doing it last time. We're going to do it again. Tomorrow's show, uh, there's no new movies in theaters. So what we're going to do is do a little bit of a suggestion for you guys, if there's movies that we love that perhaps you haven't seen, each of us is going to pick one, and we're going to do a little uh, video vault edition cool. of the movie beat. Going to have a lot of fun tomorrow, but as always, it's not as much fun unless you're with us. So come on back. Take care of yourselves. Go wash your hands. I love you. I mean it. Bye. <laughs>